0: This is ClefCentral.com. Right.
1: That must be the (laughs) trick.
0: That is uh, Taylor Swift who said that. uh, Over to you, Anthea. What's up?
1: Okay, well, I don't have terrible news because the oil share was up half a percent on Friday and for the week it was two percent higher. Huh. Unfortunately though, the Rand keeps blowing out. It's 1347 against the US dollar on Friday, 1755 to the pound and 1590 to the euro. So really, you know, last time I remember two weeks ago was below, below 13. So this is big. Um, but then again, I don't think this was all our doing. The rand, I mean, sorry, the dollar strengthened quite a bit. They had non-farm payrolls on Friday in the US, and they came in at 209,000 as, po- as opposed to the expected 180,000 jobs created for July. So now unemployment in the US is very comfortably at 4.3%. And then I think what happened in addition, what everyone's been waiting for, is that wage growth was up 2.5% for the annum. Um, and so, of course, this pushed the Dow to yet new all-time highs. I think this is the seventh straight record close for the Dow Jones, which is fantastic. Of course, the the flip side of the... um stronger dollar is that we had weaker commodity prices and so of course our resources shares which should have come under pressure actually didn't Um the only resource shares that were suffering a bit were golds which um anglo gold probably the biggest one it was down three and a half percent sabanya so gold had a nice over two percent bounce on friday um so so kind of very counterintuitive um, Financials as well, which should have been weaker on the weaker end, were also... Uh, higher on friday except for Liberty holdings uh, they closed down six percent they reported their first half results pretty much in line with what we saw from the trading statement that they released a couple of weeks ago normalized headlines headline earnings down thirty percent which is absolutely shocking i think the only thing to save this share is potentially the fact that they still have a fairly high dividend yield you know they in they, they announced an interim dividend of two around seventy six and that 's just for the half year and i think Normally, they backload it, so the second half of the year is probably going to be a bit higher. And on a 105 rand share, that will probably make it a 6% dividend yield, which, again, you know there's nothing wrong with a dividend yielding stock. No. Yeah. The, the problem with Liberty Holdings, though, was that the insurance underperformed. Lots of pressure there. Earnings was down 17% year on year to 597 million Rand. And then their asset management business, which is StanLib, really seems to be struggling. Earnings down 54%. I mean, that's just shocking. That, that is unbelievable. I think the only good thing with StanLib is that they seem to have stopped the bleed. Um, in their assets under management, because you know that's how they make money. The more assets under management, the more money they make. Um, and they've been bleeding badly. Um, oh. but that seems to have been contained. They now have 593 billion rand under management. Only? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's not quite the coronation 600, but
0: <laughs> ah. close. Who, who, has most assets under management? Coronation. Inside? Really? 600. Yeah,
1: from, from, you, you mean, um, single asset managers. Yes, sure. Yeah. Coronation. Yeah. Huh. But you know, the, the government employee pension fund is the biggest employee pension fund and that's just trillions. That's 1.7 trillion or something. Wow. It's, it's mad. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> it's a crazy a number. I'm surprised you're not playing my billions and billions. <laughs> Well, if you want to. Hundreds it, of know. billions <laughs> in this it's case. Yeah, well, no, in our he case, even he doesn't. He
0: doesn't <laughs> talk about trillions. Otherwise, I would.
1: He needs to catch up that one.
0: <laughs> billions and billions and billions and billions and billions All right. We get it. Thank When's you, When's it going to
1: get old, I wonder? No, never. Okay. Um, and then in the retail sector… So you remember, no, it was this year still, um, Stein, uh, was saying that he wanted to combine or merge Steinhoff and ShopRite and there was a big fuss about it and it never went through because shareholders couldn't decide on the price. The man is not giving up. On Friday, he announced. Well,
0: I wish he would, I wish he would not give up on Bright because, uh, with, with, with that goddamn share. It,
1: it's had a little bounce. It's oh, like what? 66 rand a share from please. what? Below 50 at one stage? Per Oh, you're so impatient. Oh, wow. Okay, back to (laughs) Steinhoff. So, you know. He's not giving
0: up. What's happening?
1: Yeah. So, so, so they previously mentioned that they want to separate the African retail business and list it. So on Friday, they said they're going to call it Star Steinhoff African Retail. Very Mm -hmm. original. And that they have an option or a call option, I should say, to buy 22.7% of ShopRite shares, which will give them 50% of the voting rights. And the call option is from Visser's Triton um, Investment Company, sign of his family office, if you like, Lancaster and the PIC, which is our local government uh, um, investment, what do they call themselves, corporation. Mm-hmm. Um that'll cost Steinhoff 35.5 billion rand. I think what's interesting about it, you know, Steinhoff has spent so much time kind of globally picking up discount retailers, Poundland, the mattress firm, Australia's fantastic. Um And now what they're doing is they're going to take all those kind of discount retailers and well, no, they're actually not lumping them together, but it makes sense that this African retail business is going to be those discount retailers. So Pepcor, Ackermans, Techie Town, um, Hi-Fi Corporation, um, there's a couple of them. I think the only one that's not going in there, in that group, is a company called Unitrans, which is their logistics business because it's not really retail, is it? Um And I think what's the, what that's going to do, um, other than give them – Proper voting rights for shop, right? Is open up kind of 14 other African markets, you know, some of the fast growing ones like Nigeria, Angolia, Angola, Zambia. Um, and then it'll take the, those discount retailers, Pep, take It On, Ackerman's, as I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. on, and just expand them across the continent. So not a, not a bad play. I mean, I always thought the, shopwright Steinhoff play was to externalize the VESA money, but maybe it's not. Maybe he does want to leave it on the continent and he just wants to consolidate his interests. All right. Yeah. And then we need to talk about paper. So I remember when I started um you, you, in the you industry... Mean
0: paper money? Are you talking no about... No paper.
1: Like real paper. Oh,
0: like sappy yes. and... Uh, yes. Okay. Mondi's Mondi. the other one.
1: In fact, they reported last week. I remember when I started in the industry, paper was considered a sunset industry like it was going nowhere you know like when last have you actually bought a paper read a magazine um actually the, an interesting hap- thing happened yesterday somebody sent me an article from the Sunday Independent through their press reader and even though i don't have a subscription i could read it yeah. so i would have thought that i couldn't like what's the point of having um a paper newspaper there are
0: still newspapers who have a paywall between you and the stories
1: Yeah, like financial times. I wish I could share those stories, but I can't.
0: Yeah. But, but those will continue to, because the high quality of their, of their content, be able to demand that you pay for it. Um, but most of them now, you can get whatever you get in the newspaper, you get it online. Yeah. I mean, who reads newspapers?
1: Well, exactly. When last? I can't remember when last. Get the schmutzy
0: black ink on your hands. It's terrible. It's awful. This is not 1912.
1: Anyway, so. You'd think with all those things that the those Sappy Mondis paper companies are all going under. But actually, I think there's a new take on it. And think about uh, box deliveries. Think about Amazon, Superblist, uh Take-A-Lot. And everything comes in boxes. And guess who makes those boxes? The paper companies. And there is uh. – yeah, exactly. So now there's like a, a revival of <laughs> the paper industry almost. Anyway, Mondi and Sappy reported slightly different um, companies or where they're at stages in their business. Mondi revenue was up 8% um, for the first half of their financial year. Half of that organic, half of it acquisitive growth. Operating profit under quite a bit of pressure, uh, some inflationary costs coming through there, and also they had uh, planned maintenance shutdowns, which, of course, doesn't help. Mondi, though, has managed in the last couple of years when things were difficult to actually – uh, and I want to say deleverage is the word Their balance sheet So they're actually looking like they're in quite a good position They haven't paid out a dividend yes, but it, yet But it looks like they could well I mean management said that they were looking more for acquisitions, but if they didn't find any acquisitions that were accretive to earnings, then they would actually pay out a special dividend, and I think that would be quite nice. It's funny how we're going for all these dividend-yielding stocks. We're not looking for capital growth, are we? Like, we really no. are in a consolidation mode. I mean, it's so telling. Yeah. And then SAPI revenue was up only 3%. Earnings per share, not bad, 13% year-on-year, year. and... The difference between kind of return on capital employed between Mundi and SAPI is that Mundi's really seems to be peaking, although they kind of have a deleveraged balance sheet, whereas SAPI, their return on capital employed looks like it's actually trending a bit higher. But then because they reinstated their dividend last year, their balance sheet is not as strong. Um, okay. Yeah, so so it's kind of a tale of two, very much two different companies, well, same companies, but with different balance sheet. Um, features and I think a weaker, ra- a weaker euro is good for SAPI. And I'm not sure that you're going to see a weaker euro actually. In fact, I'm pretty sure that the last time I checked, the euro was like 20% stronger against the dollar in the last year or something, which is quite phenomenal. And it really speaks to this kind of expected recovery in Europe, which everyone is waiting for. Huh. <laughs> and we wait, right? We wait. It's like you and Brayt. We right. wait. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, um, this morning I see Asia's hitting, Asia, uh, stock indices are hitting decade highs. Not, no, not the same as us or the US where we're on all time highs. They're just hitting decade highs. I mean, Asia really has been a lost couple of decades. Um, and that's all, I think, really on the back of the excitement. On Fridays, U.S. non-farm payrolls, which, as I said earlier on, came in much higher than expected. Almost 30% higher than expected. Okay. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, that's, that's all we've got for today, that's, I think.
0: That's plenty to chew on for the <laughs> moment. Lot, eh? Thank you so much. My
1: pleasure. All right.
0: Very good. And we'll check in with Anthea on tomorrow's show between 6 and 7 o'clock. Don't miss any of that. Thank you, Anthea. Pleasure. This is com.